weatherbell.com meteorologist Joe Bastardi, a.k.a. the American Storm. And this is episode 14. We took a couple of weeks off because, uh, you know, it was Christmas and New Year's. I'm joined by Jeff Byers, the voice of Penn State Wrestling. And, uh, Jeff, you want to say hi? Uh, I do. Back safely, thankfully. Hey, <laughs> I tried. Back from Corvallis. We I, did what we could do. I, I, by I told the flight them that crew. was going to happen. There was nothing we could do. In fact, I was telling uh, Adam, you know, uh, Pat Kraft should call that charter company and say, I mean, we must do millions of dollars of business with them. Uh, you know, let someone else stay overnight, okay? And we also have the American girl. Hello. Jesse Bastardi. Hello. The purpose of these two guys, these two people, although, you know, I don't know what you're identifying as right now, but that's your business, <laughs> uh, is to keep me in line. Now, I've decided, because I forget to tell the joke all the time, I'm going to start with a joke. Oh, an opening joke. I like o- it. Opening joke, and then Drawing I don't have the to... the crowd in. All right, so this uh, Baptist guy named Bubba, okay, from uh, Nacogdoches, Texas. Bubba the Baptist. Right. He goes to, he goes to the racetrack. Uh, he actually sneaks off. He's a, pretty, he's a devout guy, but he sneaks off to the racetrack uh, all the time. So he was losing money left and right. And he just happened to notice a Catholic priest. And the priest was out there before the race. He, he would bless the horse. The horse would win. Blessed another horse. The horse won. So he says, I'll figure out what I'm going to do. He goes to the ATM, pulls all his money out. All right. And he sees a priest over, over there with his other horse and touches the horse on the forehead, on the eyes, on the ears, on the butt. And, and uh, he says, oh, that's the horse. Uh, he put all his money on that horse. Well, halfway through the race, the horse falls over and drops dead. So he goes up to the priest and he says, what the heck? What, what happened? He goes, yeah, that's a problem with you Protestants. You don't understand the difference between a blessing and the last rites. <laughs> There's a jo- I steal that stuff from Joel Osteen. Oh. I steal all my jokes because they're clean and they're, you know, they're cute and all this other stuff. Um, I need to be in a good mood. Uh, I, I got really, really bent out of shape watching uh, Reuters and uh, the Biden administration blamed the massacre of 200 Christians on Christmas Day on climate change in Nigeria. And the, uh, uh, I'm going to go right into this is what is going on. That is, that is depravity if you're going to do it. But first of all, it's, it's depravity to, to do what they did. And it's double depravity for someone to say, let's use this for our advantage. It's triple depravity, and that's what it is, folks. And even you go, oh, my gosh, what are you saying? Ad hominem attacks. No. When you do something like that, especially in light, Jeff and Jesse, that the weather in Nigeria the past 20 years has been better than it was in the 1950s, right? But this is what we've got going on today. And the, 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 and even with this Arctic air coming in, you guys know that Beijing had their coldest December on record? Parts of Siberia had their coldest November into December. Europe is shivering again. And I, I wanted to explain something to the crowd about what the, the globe. Go on, Jeff. I'm, sorry. I, I'm just thinking how this is going to be portrayed. And it's like, well, yeah, of course. It's worse than it's ever been because of climate change. We didn't say it's global warming. I, th- I mean, I'm just thinking through how the game will be played. 
whether or not it makes any sense or not. Well, the, the, the problem you have is that temperature is an extremely poor metric for climate. It's horrible. It's the worst metric you can have because the temperature varies with the amount of water vapor in the air depending on how cold or how warm it is. So you don't have a consistent metric to use. What you need to do is quantify water vapor. And they will not do it because it explains everything, all right? Here's the other thing, folks. Let's say you've just lived through the, quote, hottest year on record. It's a degree above normal. If most of the warming is in the Arctic region in the wintertime because of water vapor, so what? Here's, think about this. Okay, it's one degree above normal. It's not 10 degrees above normal or 15 or average, right? There's no such thing as a normal global temperature, by the way. That means there has to be a lot of cold around to keep it in check, right? Because if it was just runaway warming, why not 10, 12, 14 degrees? And uh, a lot of this is because of the fact that the population of the United States is not paying attention. There's the cue for Jesse to... What do you mean? Not paying... What do you mean, my cue? Well, I was just saying that you usually She wasn't in. paying attention. No, I was paying attention. <laughs> I am tasting. paying attention. I'm still caught up on the fact that there's a genocide over the past however many years of Christians being slaughtered in Nigeria, and nobody seems to care about that. But Well, it's, it's climate change. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I have shown this many times, uh, you know, this idea that the migrants are coming in because of climate change is total gibberish also since we have record-breaking food crops in Central well, America. Jordan Peterson, I remember one time, brought up when I was listening to a talk, and he talks about climate change pretty well, and he made a point that um, people living like in countries with... A, like Until people have a personal GDP of about 3,000, they don't care about the environment at all. So it's not like... Gee, I wonder why. But, but people start to care about the environment more once they reach that standard so he, his point was the way if you really care about climate change it's you're supposed to the best thing to do would be increase consumption in the short term so that more people have enough money to be able to care about the environment you know what i mean um but just to go back to the original point it's like these I, these migrants they're not they're probably not reaching that standard of personal wealth you know what I mean? So you really think that they care about the environment or no, like, of like they're not. considering, oh, climate change. Like I think the last thing that they are worried about is the climate. Was the climate changing? Uh, uh, if we look between 2016, 2020, when uh, Trump was in office, the climate was changing, right? And it's changing now. How come the amount of illegal immigration over the last, uh, with Bi- Joe Biden is what, four to five times greater than Donald Trump's four years in here. Uh, that's climate change. And, and so you, you are facing, you are, I, I, I made a point out of this in a, a blog on CFACT. I don't know if it's on yet. Um, you're facing a situation that the very thing this country fought against, the, the, German, the, German, the Germans and their propaganda in the 1930s, the Russians, the Chinese, propaganda Partial truths, twisting of truths, hiding of truth is absolutely essential in trying to capture the population. This country stood against that. And now we are seeing uh, across the board this going on. And they marched right into my field, which is climate and weather. 
This is, this is absurd. And I will, again, I don't know how many people listen to this. I don't take a look at the metrics or whatever the heck. Uh, but, but the fact is that you, you uh, cons- so-called conservatives or whatever, they're supposed to be talking on this climate change issue. You better darn well get yourself ready for a hurricane season from hell. Because just like the winter has turned on a dime, the hurricane season is going to be very bad yet ne- next year. The reason the winter has turned on a dime is if you've been listening to these podcasts, following me on Weatherbell, follow me on Twitter. I know that says me, me, me. My dad used to say, if you have to tell someone you're good at, you can't be that good at <laughs> good at stuff. But if you if you've been following, we were saying that this is the kind of winter it's going to be because of this climate hypothesis I've developed. We knew there was going to be a migrating Madoki El Nino, where it would start in the east, get into the center part of the Pacific, the tropical Pacific. Once it did that, look out. That's when all the cold air comes. This is the greatest reversal of United States temperatures in an El Nino season since 1965-1966. That, uh, 1965, December, was extremely warm across the country, just the way it is now. And San Lawyers, Guns, and Money showed up. And 65, 66, that's a Warren Zevon reference uh, for, <laughs> I didn't do the last part because I don't. Uh, for those don't, not paying attention. Yeah. Uh, that song's actually about Hunter Biden. Did you know that? No, it's not. <laughs> no, he wrote that song. <laughs> Although, you know something, you think about it, that could be about Hunter Biden. <laughs> How was he to know that she was with the Russians too? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's funny because we used to do that song. Uh, in my band, the Hooligans, and after I started dating your mother, right? Okay. I, I would if I saw her in there, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, when we were playing, which was rare because she couldn't stand the way I sang. Mm-hmm. But if sometimes if the guys on the wrestling team that were coaching showed up, the gymnast would show up. So I changed the words to "I went home with the gymnast, the way I always do." <laughs> How was I to know she was from New Jersey too? <laughs> wow, that's romantic. It is romantic, but it you know. It, Generally didn't work on her. She still walked out when everybody else did, uh, which is, uh, you know, that's how we used to make money. Let everybody in for free and charge them to get out. But anyway, uh, get back to what I say. That's Jersey style. The, 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 winner, the winner is because of this theory I've developed. Uh, it's not a theory. It's a hypothesis, right? And so getting back to what I was saying. And what Scott was talking about this morning, you know, the, do, uh, does the weather get in the way of political campaigns, right? And my answer was, if you don't have the guts enough because it's a little bit cold to go to a town hall, that's your, you know. Anyway, go on, Jeff. No, it is amazing, though, when you, when you look back at, at history, just a quick aside, the number of wars situations that, like you were talking about with the, the Kennedy assassination if that if that day is rainy as they were forecasting down there convertible's not down we don't have an assassination it is amazing i mean there's all kinds of things that play into the way events play out yeah but weather mm-hmm. is certainly a, a big big part of it and you look at a, a lot of wars the revolutionary war was well, even d-day uh, right? yeah very yeah, weather related in terms of what did and didn't work. Yeah, uh, in different situations. You know, and my great 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 grandfather Ebenezer Bastardi mm. was uh, with Washington when he crossed the Delaware, and uh, legend okay. legend has it that he wrote down Washington's words when they were standing on the shore. You know what Washington said? What did he say? Men, get in the boat. <laughs> <laughs> ha ha. 
<laughs> Ebenezer. I was, uh, I, you know, Groundhog Hog Day is coming up, and I did the, um, uh, for two times I was a keynote speaker at that Groundhog event. Beautiful. And that was absolutely just uh, it's about the most fun I ever had. And my topic was the role of the groundhog in weather history. Oh. Right? Like, for instance, the groundhog was there telling Julius Caesar to beware the Ides of March, right? Mm-hmm. Which was turned into a, a very, very bad day. But getting back uh, to what I was saying, if I could uh, circle back and actually remember what I was saying, because <laughs> I've been babbling. You were talking about your hypothesis that you've developed. Yeah, so... so uh, and okay, circle back to politics. These guys got to get ready. They are going to get slaughtered next hurricane season by the climate, the climate cabal. Uh, it, be, and Technically, it's this hurricane season. The, the upcoming, yeah, this upcoming hurricane season. And it, it, it would, even this year, I mean, we had a storm that rapidly intensified. You can see coming as plain as the nose of my Italian face and fell apart before it went inland. And people went crazy with that particular storm. Right. And what are you going to do next year if you have 2020, 2017, 2005? But there's no urgency. You know why? Because they just sit there and take the punches instead of getting proactive. So I tell people. How would you say they should get proactive? By getting out in front and doing what I'm doing, explaining. Like saying, hey, don't be shocked when the hurricane yeah, season's well, bad and, and they try to politicize it and say, you, uh, care, like, go out and vote. You need to vote Democrat because the climate, the right doesn't want to yeah. take care of the climate, blah, blah, blah. You're a parasite upon the but, earth. We need to reduce our carbon emissions yeah, uh, with the so, Green New Deal. Uh, the Green New Deal. Whatever. Whatever Well, I, I, like I said before, it's obvious that that whole Inflation Reduction Act was all about that. You can't – you got you to leave weather and climate out of the whole political thing. And they've realized that they've caught on uh, to the kids. And it, we're probably uh, – we're probably uh, past the tipping point. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, ju- I just don't see how you turn back from this because there's been so much money involved. That's not the, that's not the reason. I think it, definitely, it can definitely be used as, like, the right can, or not the right, it doesn't even feel like left yeah, and right anymore, but the people who are not for, like, the people who are pro-real science can be like, look what they're doing with this fake science and look at how agenda driven it is like point it out not just sweep it under the rug and say look what they're doing the co2 actually has very 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 little to do with the state of the atmosphere you know what i mean like so it's it's amazing once you uh, once you hear like chris monkton talk about lord chris monkton talk about like the sun and jupiter has effects on the molten core of the earth which is shifting which is causing the volcanic activity i know this is all hypothetical but still like once you hear theories like that you realize oh we aren't that like we're not so we're not as wise as we think we are you no, know what but, i mean it's just like a- boom this this crazy thing this crazy thing this crazy thing you're like you really think that it's just this it's just co2 <laughs> like it just makes it sound crazy or it for someone like me who doesn't know all the science but hears about people who do know the science talk about it and present it in that way, it's just like, um, oh, there could be other things going on. And w- and then it makes you suspicious. Okay, well, why are they shoving this one down my throat? Well, you know, it's funny. These, these solar scientists. Yeah, I, they're I, I, amazing to listen I, to talk to. I, 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 I agree they are. But I, I just got a letter from one um, – she, and she's one of the – I can't pronounce her last name. It's Dr. Valerie – I forget her. I can't pronounce her last name. 
Dr. Valerie, but, first name basis. But, but she uh, has a theory, and I disagreed with her theory. And uh, she was saying, well, what you're not looking at is this, this, this. And I wrote her back and said, this is at 5.30 in the morning. I'm answering her. She's in North uh, Cambria, uh, not county, uh, up in England. <laughs> and I said, um, I am looking at it. You, you, what, what I, and, and Willie, too, Dr. Soon. Mm -hmm. God bless him. I read everything you put out. If I'm reading what she puts out, Willie puts out, and they're not looking at what I'm looking at, how is it they're going to come? Uh, how is it that you have all the information? They're so bent on their answer. And I keep telling the solar scientist, here's your problem. The Earth's temperature is not going down. Grand sol okay, the, the big thing is the grand solar minimum is approaching. So what? By that, I mean the, the decrease in the amount of total, total incoming radiation is relatively minute, and it has been counterbalanced by the lack of clouds over the tropics, which has been caused by the warming, the distortion of the warming. So, so what? The sun's a little bit weaker. Here's the other problem. For, I might as well get into this right now. For all you, I, I actually, in 2011, I just started getting sick of people telling me it was going to cool down. And one of the reasons they want to see it cool is because if it does cool, it'll lead to, oh, well, look at that, CO2. And they keep talking about pauses. Yeah, they're nice pauses. It's like saying Michigan scored a touchdown, and uh, they didn't score a touchdown for 25 minutes until they scored the next touchdown, right? Mm -hmm. That's what the pause is, all right? So what happens is you get pauses after these super ninos because the atmosphere tries to level things off and another big nino goes off, up goes the temperature. That doesn't have anything to do with the sun. The sun has plenty to do with it over the entire, obviously, if you took away the sun, you know, it's, it's gone, right? But it's, it, it's common sense that if you have a bowl of water, you're not going to heat it with a sun lamp or a, a blow dryer as fast as you'll heat it if you've got input from below, you know, like the stove. So what I, what I, I keep trying to get across is two things to the solar, for you solar people out there. Because I'm just tired of hearing it's going to get cold. Do you realize by saying Wait, so that, they think it's going to be cold because there's the sun spot activity isn't as strong. Yeah, that's, that's right. I mean, but what happened was when we went into the little ice age before, we had 200 years where... We were at a solar minimum. There was a spike with the solar maximum, and then right after the spike came, uh, came another solar minimum, a little ice age developed. That would make sense to me because of the change in the input of, of radiation to the surface of the Earth would change the global, the global wind oscillation, right? Now, we have the exact... Uh, folks, look at your 400 years of sunspot cycles, we have the exact opposite set up here. What you have is 200 years of high sunspot activity, and now it's backing off. You know what this may do? If it backs off, you have decreased, decreased income and radiation over the equatorial regions, right? What happens is, what happens is that encourages El Ninos. If you're feeding the oceans with more and more heat from a source, Guess what that means? It's the opposite that is going to happen because of the so-called de uh, decrease. Now, I don't, know, I don't know if that's right, but I, I'm amazed at how people don't think of these things unless they're looking at the weather and trying to figure out 
the back and forth. Okay, so this you know, and I I've, I've been hoping that I get a chance to uh, you know uh, get out and talk to people about you know I have this big PowerPoint and all this stuff, and get out and talk to people, not to say ha ha I'm right, but to say why aren't we considering these things? I mean, uh, okay, here's the thing. I get mad when someone's opinion, I know they haven't looked at everything. I get mad. You know, mom and I were fighting over Or at the- least when they're so sure, you know, because to be inquisitive, like, this is a possibility, this is a possibility, rather than what the agenda-driven people do, which I see. Like, you, like scientists, the way that they think and talk about things, like, you're talking about why things are happening and, like, oh, why is this happening? Why is this happening? Why is this happening? The people who are politically driven are, like, oh, this is happening. Is this good or is this bad? And it's it, like for the most for, our, for yeah. our agenda. Yeah. So it does. It's not about oh why is this happening because uh, at the end of the day they're saying that warmth is bad, which I don't necessarily I don't believe, believe is true. So, so they're creating like this is bad. I don't care how it's happening or what it is, but it's bad. So we should be worried about it. Like I don't even. I think it's great that scientists want to discuss like want to figure out why it's happening. Blah blah blah. Um, before they even determine whether or not something's good or bad, because is it necessarily? Let's say. Um, because if there is disproportionate warming, that sounds like it's bad. But if it's not bad, you know no, what I mean? Not, Are we I, in a climate I, optimum? No, if it, if it, if it, yeah, we're in a climate optimum. But again, if it's but warm, you want to know why it happens. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you do, and you don't want to uh, blame politically. You know, I, I, again, uninformed. Uh, you know, when I say uninformed opinion, you can't possibly know everything. But I get into, you know, a lot of the fights, fights, if you want, arguments with my wife. is when she'll say something, they go, well, it's my opinion. Like, we got into a fight over the Penn State quarterback. I think he's a great quarterback. But against some of the superior teams that can cover our wideouts, he, if, you don't, if you don't stretch the football field, right, you're in a heap of trouble. My brother knows that, taught me that. He's a football coach, Garrett. So we were, uh, you know, why don't we just put the other guy in? And, you know, I could see putting the other guy in a change of pace. But it's not his – the guy throws 35 touchdown passes and two interceptions. It means he's a talented quarterback. As far as stretching the defense, if you cannot stretch the defense and have be able to play outside the lines, because he has the arm to get hit those – Outside patterns, but you can't have guys out. So what I get in an argument is I can't say, oh, get the, get the quarterback out or whatever. And, you know, uh, it just so happens I'm married to someone who is, uh, knows a heck of a lot about sports because of her brothers and all this other stuff. But I say, have you considered that? Well, it's just my opinion. It's the same kind of thing here. This is my opinion. Well, did your opinion look at geothermal input? No. So uh, you're coming up with this conclusion. And... What I have found is a guy like me, a skeptic, all right, is always looking at what his opponent has. If Okay, if you're the best team in the country, let's say wrestling, all right, let's say you're Aaron Brooks or Carter Storacci, who, by the way, wants to be on the podcast sometime, <laughs> which should be very interesting, <laughs> to say the least. He was going, by the way, I said, I told him the other night when you guys were driving back from Pittsburgh, go wait, go go talk to Byers. He goes, oh, he's he's catching up on sleep or something like I that. I was catching up uh, on sleep. But, uh, but, okay, I don't think Carter, being the number one wrestler in the country, is that worried about scouting out his opponents, Right. If you want to beat Carter Storacci, let's say you're just some guy, you're certainly looking at everything Carter Storacci's doing, right? 
It's the same thing over here. If you're me, like the, the, the dumbest man in the room, that's how I look at it, but I want to be right. I want to be able to compete. I'm looking at everything you're doing, right? <laughs> so, uh, uh, well, you... No, that's just funny. I'm just laughing. I'm sorry. I'll take my mic away. So All right. Well, anyway, <laughs> Jeff, I want to review the weather before we sign off. Uh, that's fine. Real quick, though, because I do think... One of the dangers there, just to go back to your comparing the quarterbacks, and well, that's my opinion, when it's, well, that's my opinion, and therefore you're going to conform to these set of rules I'm setting oh, that's with yeah. society. Like, that's a, that's a <laughs> little so different <laughs> world, right? Like, you can have your opinion, whether or not it's factually based Good or point. not, that's fine. But when you well, start then enforcing... yeah edicts that you're going to apply to society then you need more than well that's just my opinion yeah yeah it's just like it's my 12 year old's opinion that they were born a girl but now they're a boy so we're going that that's their opinion and we want to act on it then they're they're going to have sex change surgery at 12 years old because i'm a parent and i'm it's my opinion that that's okay and then five years later they regret it and like their life like it's like yeah your opinion like your opinion opinions can be very dangerous yeah know? especially As, yeah. especially since you have uh not the expression the, of them but the institution of it un, uninformed flu- as you're saying the fluid changing surfaces we live on today truth is absolute all right water freezes at 32 that's truth the sun comes up in the east that's truth right you can't just say well, uh, it actually doesn't come up there. It comes up some. You can't make things up, all right? So there are absolute truths. Now, they're truths that should and can be questioned, all right? Like the argument I hear, you know, I, the, whole, the whole gender thing is very interesting to me. I'm trying to figure out how many females are breaking into male sports and winning national titles. I haven't seen much of that. Yeah, I funny will tell how you, that works. I, I will <laughs> tell you one thing that a male athlete will never try to break into, and that's being a balance beam specialist. Mm-hmm. Because, you got that right. Uh, I mean, okay, so women's gymnastics is actually the great crucible of this whole thing. Yeah, and they wouldn't want to be on bars either because they just slam into the low bar. Because You are correct. Oh, yeah, yeah the bar, low bars. But, well, the, like but the ones that they would succeed at are the ones that are already in male gymnastics, but it's like it's different. Like You're right, males do not want to do beam or bars. Yeah. Well, so, but well, that's, they, the, that's uh, the difference maker. Uh, uh, now, now, I don't just I don't agree with that. I know a lot of males on the gymnastics team when I was here that they were doing bars the night before yeah. me. But the bars, <laughs> I, I'll never forget. We had a four-time national champ on pommel horse, right? And it's Friday night. They got to meet, and the guy's just untouchable. Gymnasts or male a gymnasts? Gymnast. Are crazy. Uh, uh, yeah, just untouchable. And I was down at Cafe Two Ten. And uh, and I was uh, I used to train a guy named Dan Mayo. Me and Mayo are down there, and we're looking at him. He's there. He's got a couple shots and smoking a cigarette. He, just, he comes out. <laughs> he does the balance beam. You he doesn't do balance uh, he, beam. You mean not pommel balance beam? Pommel horse is one of the hardest things in men's gymnastics well, too. He was so I couldn't believe it. It looked like he never touched the horse. He was just yeah. orbiting over the horse. I'm going, <laughs> how, how how do I how do you argue with that? What mm-hmm. are you going to tell the guy? Hey. Don't drink and uh, that's what happened one time. I was over at the Penn State wrestling room and Hoshiro Ishu, I absolutely love former former assistant coach. They brought in uh, 
what was his name? Yaka, uh, uh, he was an eight-time Japanese world champion. <laughs> uh, I forget, it's, it's right at the tip of my tongue. And we had a kid on the wrestling team. He was a, unbelievable. He was a buzzsaw, Jeff Prescott, right? But the Japanese guy did not like Prescott because he, he's too much of a ladies' man. This mm -hmm. is what he said. So I'd go into the room, and he would just beat the tar out of Prescott, <laughs> come out on the side, and smoke a couple of cigarettes, and then go back in there and beat <laughs> the tar. In the room? He would smoke cigarettes? No, he'd go oh. outside, okay. smoke a couple of cigarettes, and then go back in and beat the tar out of, out of Prescott. <laughs> so, you know, I was helping train guys on the team, and I said, I go up to Shiro, I go, Shiro, this, this is not good, uh, you know, a good example uh, for the guys on the team. And Ashira looks at me and goes, you want to go tell eight-time world champion not to smoke cigarettes? <laughs> I was like, that's that. But you can't, you can't understand that stuff. We had a guy come in here who was an eight-time Olympic champion from Russia. He was an assistant men's coach. Uh, for wrestling? Here. No, for... Um, gymnastics? Gymnastics. Was it Slava? It wasn't... Slava was a night... Was it... Who, Slava Bokio or whatever his name is, B-O-I-K-O. Like, yeah, yeah, I guess it was Slava. Yeah, Slava's awesome. Yeah, right. He's but awesome, right? But he never would, learned a lick of English, but he's, he, would, he was no, a great, he, great coach. He said, run faster, jump <laughs> yeah, higher. Yeah, very remember, simple man. Right? <laughs> but I'd be out. I'd be I, 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 And they would like, he'd be, I'd see him out, and he'd be chain-smoking and, you know, yeah. drinking. Uh, and uh, uh, I'm like, how do you, how do you, uh, how do you like tell a kid when you see that? Except that it, that comes down to the spiritual aspect that God gave me what I have to do, what I have to do, and the other guy if he gave Slava some other stuff. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we had absolutely the most bizarre story I ever heard was we were out, mom and I were out one night, and there's Slava in there with his wife, and they have a two-year-old kid, and I says uh, I didn't say anything, just says Slava. Uh, who is someone babysit? He goes, no. I tell her to stay in crib, and she stays in crib. You know, they were Russian. They were Russians. They're just a, a, you know, you ever hear that Billy Joel song, Leningrad? It actually, uh, and, you know, I'm not arguing with you over there with the you know, swings mm -hmm. on bars and doing these. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, I want to get to the weather. Severe, cold. If you've been listening to the podcast, you knew what was coming. Yeah. All right? So, we got severe cold center in the uh, center in the center part of the country. Uh, it starts breaking east. The storm on the weekend, okay, is going to bring the cold air into the east, and then we could have an extremely interesting setup on the east coast. Finally, the east coast may get involved on this on Tuesday, so we, I guess we'll be back next week to talk about that. And then the core of the cold comes into the east, and I'm going to have to talk to my home handyman about which pipes to shut off mm -hmm. because I'm concerned uh, if it gets to minus four with wind, yeah. we bust pipes in our basement. And I'm concerned about that. In fact, my son has a, uh, he's involved in, in weather forecasting and one of his companies that he uh, works for, he's letting them know there's pipe busting cold on the way. So uh, uh, listen, uh, and, and here's how I think the rest of the winter goes. After once we get between the 20th and the 25th, we start relaxing for a while. But by relaxing, it's not reversing because there's so much snow on the ground. It's not like there's going to be a blowtorch Chinook take over the country and we're back in the 40s and 50s again. It's, rever it's not reversing. 
it's relaxing, and it's reloading. It's like when Barry Switzer was, was coaching Oklahoma. They don't rebuild. They just reload. Yep. So you folks that are listening for the weather, you come to Weatherbell, uh, you should get into our forecast contest too. I am getting my butt kicked in January because, well, this, you know, what's going to happen is all the cold weather is going to catch up, and I'm going to be right there. I intend on winning this thing. <laughs> and there's nothing, nothing better than coming from behind. All right. So, but anyway, that's what, that's what we got now. As far as uh, anyone offended, just turn it off and don't listen. That's my, that's my, that's my solution. And listen, listen, you're going to get more offended because we're going to start putting cameras on. Well, so you're going to be able to see what's going on here. But um, so uh, anyway, yep. I think, I think that's about it. Well, last thing, what? Sunday, Indiana, right? Yeah, Big Ten opener for the Nittany Lion wrestling team, and let's go. Yeah, this I, Penn I, State I, team looks like it's going to be they're okay. They're pretty this decent, year. and they're going to be. Well, I'm buddies with one of their coaches. I trained uh, trained him when he was here with the Nittany Lion wrestling club, Riley. Yeah, right. Uh, so, Indiana's. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to see if we I'm going to see if we hook up for dinner Saturday night. I'm glad I I thought about that. Okay, you know, just mm. dump your kids off and let's go. Out. He he and his wife are. We, we babysitted their kids once, and that was absolutely uh, – Moza Fay, we babysitted their kids once, too. Weather is uh, is looking pretty good inside Rec It's going to be brutally cold yeah. Sunday. Yeah. Weather's looking good inside Rec Hall? Yeah. yeah I, but I the think prob- inside will be all The right. problem is now they towed my car the other day. All right? So I know. University longer. or borough? No. Uh, Definitely university. Alpha Zeta. Alpha Zeta. And what's weird is – I have paid them quite a bit of money. And last year, I paid them a bunch of bunch of money for the summer, right? So I went over there during Christmas break, and I says to the guy, I'll give you another 100 bucks. Let me park it. He goes, ah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. So I said, all right, here's another 75 bucks. Make sure you have a keg party as soon as everybody gets back on me, right? <laughs> this is what I tell them. So I figured, well, it's, it's going to be fine, right? Uh-huh. And uh, I come out, my car's gone. And the plot thickens because Starachi, all right, was <laughs> no, parked. No, Carter doesn't park. Carter parks on the rec hall no, side. No, he not the parked side. next to me in that particular case. And Brad Karch, who's a local businessman over here, he heard the phone call come in saying they were going to tow two cars. <gasps> and he got on the line and called Carter. Carter got saved. My car was gone. Wow. Oh, man. Hate to see it. Your car was towed once, right? My car was towed within 24 hours of getting it, but it was barely even my fault. It, like, my was that the, the which one? The, the the Camaro. The Camaro. Did you get it out? Yes. But you got it. Okay, car- we could we could we can wrap this up. <laughs> I don't feel it. Like, okay. I didn't know this. All car. right. Okay. It's been. It, you want me to sign off? Enjoy. Just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. For just <laughs> this started bad and just went downhill, but. <laughs> You're like mom. For <laughs> she's telling me move along. <laughs> it's like a cop. Can yeah, move along over there. Um, there's nothing to see here. Uh, for Jeff Byers, uh, the voice of Penn State wrestling, and Jesse Bastardi, the American Girl. I'm Weatherbell.com chief meteorologist and the American Storm. Joe Bastardi asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you've got.